You are now watching Raptor Nation Podcast, a fan-made pod that covers news on your Toronto Raptors and the community. Welcome back to the Raptor Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and I'm here with my co-host, Marcus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about (laughs) sport media, our future aspirations to be in the industry. And then later on, we have a special guest, Karina Mustafa, aka Karina MM on Twitter, one of the queens of Raptors Twitter, and someone who has a bright future in sport media. So we're super excited to talk to her later on. But for now, we're just going to begin our discussion on sport media. Absolutely. So um, recently, I switched my major to sports media. Um, Mel, I know you're starting sports media later in the fall at Ryerson, so that's very exciting. Um, Just what are you looking forward to the most? What are some career aspirations you have in the field? And what do you think is, what do you think drew you to this field? (laughs) Um, Honestly, ever since I was like 13, I've kind of wanted to work in sports. And to this day, I still don't know what area I want to work in. I feel like I'd be too anxious to do like on-air broadcasting um but i like um like the analytical side of things i also like video editing so i feel like that would be cool to do something behind the scenes maybe whether working with cameras or editing footage and then i'm also into art so like graphic design for teams would be kind of cool as well so i don't really know exactly what i want to do i just know that i'm set on working in sport media so is there anything that you want to do specifically For sure, for sure. I do have my eyes on a sort of broadcasting role, whether that's something on camera, basically where I could like, you know, just talk about sports, you know? Toronto, I love Toronto sports, as everyone knows this, any team, (laughs) Raptors, Leafs, Jays, anyone, love the city. And if I could like have a career talking about that, I'd be so happy and blessed. And hopefully I can work towards that one day. So would you want to have like a show or would you want to work for a team? Ooh, like, like a, like a TSN show. Or, or like, yeah, like, or like a TSN show or something like that. I prefer, I prefer, I prefer a show, maybe yeah. broadcasting a little bit, commentating. That'd be so um, cool. I f- <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can really use my talents and passion for the game to forward TSN and <laughs> have, have a great show, have a great show that everyone will Absolutely, yeah, the whole gang. <laughs> The whole gang, we'll have a whole show together. Can commentate. We'll take over the. We'll take over the Raptors uh, <laughs> guest show or replace whatever. Replace a certain person. <laughs> we'll replace everyone. Matt, Jack, Leo, everyone. Rod Black, everyone. Oh They're all God, gone. It's us form. now. The we young. A, the young. We do. The youngins are coming in. <laughs> No, honestly, I do feel like sometimes soon we do have to replace that. Like, I love Matt and Jack, but it's, it's I mean, time. everyone gets replaced eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. It's been a long time since they've been working there. So, I mean, it's it's lining up perfect for us. Like, for like sure. five years. We're the, we're, we're the, ne- we're the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to work specifically for the Raptors or would you want to work league wide or is there any other sports that you'd like to be interested in? Oh, that's a good question. Preferably, preferably with the Raptors, simply just because I love them. I've been following them for years. I have like the biggest passion for the team. I watch every game. I haven't missed a game in probably eight years at this point. And I think I'd 
thrive in that field you know just focusing on the raptors and just one team and be able to focus more and i'd love that so definitely just for the raptors not league-wide <laughs> yeah i agree with you i feel like especially if you have a passion for a team it's going to translate into your work and it would just be better overall for your position and for the fans that are listening um i agree i'd like to work for the raptors but um whatever job i get honestly i'd be just happy to work in sport media for sure anything um, at all would be fantastic yeah um so there's no other sport or anything that you'd be interested in covering or no not like really toronto not really or just just the raptors i could do toronto sports i watch the leafs i watch the jays but not nearly as much as the raptors yeah. so definitely definitely raptors focus so I agree with you. for sure i'm excited to hear what karina has to say to that question later on absolutely yeah now we'd love to introduce an individual who has an extremely bright future in the world of sport media one of our very good friends someone who we hope to work with one day in the future my ryerson buddy karina mustafa welcome Hello, thank you for having me on. What, what a nice welcome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I want to thank you for coming on to your big inspiration for starting this. And it's amazing that we're finally having you on. So it's also, exciting. Wow, that's so nice. <laughs> we also wanted to congratulate you on like all your success so far, especially this year. It's Absolutely. Amazing. You're making it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to get into the question. So Karina, we know you're a huge sports fan. We'd like to know where did this passion begin? Yeah. So I went to my first Raptors game back in 2011. God, that was such a long time. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like Jose Calderon era. But um, I just really loved the atmosphere of a basketball game. Like I, I was also a kid, but I, I just really loved it. And I just started going with more with my dad and it became a yearly tradition as well as like starting to watch them on TV. And you know, like my dad, he always watched European soccer when I was growing up, but I think basketball was like what we really bonded over. So I just, I just kind of fell in love with basketball that way when the Raptors, you know, even though they weren't great, but um, I just loved the sport of basketball after that. And then as for tennis, um, I'm Romanian, so like my family's Romanian, so I knew about Simona Halep. She was like one of the top Romanian players in the sport, so I started watching her specifically, which turned into me just falling in love with the sport of tennis. And you can ask anyone, you probably know this from my tweets, but I'm a huge <laughs> tennis geek. Uh, I just love, I love tennis so much. Um, and then as for like playing sports, I played volleyball in school from when I was 12 to when I was 17. Uh, in my senior year of high school, right before the pandemic, like literally February 20-something, 2020, we won a championship. Oh, so wow. that was like... Really yeah. big rings. Did you yeah, at least yeah. get to celebrate before everything got shut down? No, because we, 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 all, we wanted to all go out for a dinner and then everything like the pandemic started to you know get worse and worse and we're like we didn't know what was going on so we didn't end up celebrating but uh and marcus knows this but i did karate for six years oh my look at you black belt by the way Very black versatile. belt yes yes <laughs> all right so we were wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your first year at ryerson studying sport media we know that you were online unfortunately so you didn't really get the full experience but overall how was your first year 
Yeah, being online for the second half of grade 12 and then going into a full year of online university for the first time ever is less than ideal. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they adjusted every course as much as they could. Regular in-studio shows became like Zoom shows, things like that. And they still taught us like basics and things, but I'm really looking forward to having some sort of in-person learning experience because I feel like I did miss out of a lot of that, especially in my first year. But the one thing that being online didn't take away was making friends. Like I met such incredible people this year. And even though I haven't been able to meet everyone yet, like the bonds that I've already formed are absolutely amazing. Like if you know me and you know, I'm part of Unbench Sports, mm -hmm. the original four uh, women that started that was me and three other uh, women in my program at school. So just that we started that without even meeting each other in person. That's so amazing. it's that's that's been that's been like the best thing to happen out of this year. That's great. That's amazing. So yeah, your first year has brought you a ton of opportunities, like you mentioned, and you've done a lot of great things this year. Um, what have you been able to take from the experiences that you've had working with CBC this past year and just recently Venus Sports? Yeah, honestly, just being a sponge. Like, I, I love this analogy. It's like just taking in and absorbing everything around you, just learning as much as you can. Like at CBC Sports, I get to see behind the scenes of what goes into producing a live sports show, which is something that, especially in a pandemic, like not many people get the chance to see this until later on. So I'm like, I'm taking advantage of it by getting familiar with different roles and jobs, and then kind of seeing how important it is to have a whole group of people work together efficiently. And at Venus Sports, it's been like, it's my, it's been my first professional sports media credential. And even though I'm sitting in Zoom, like in Zoom calls instead of at the arena talking to these players, I'm listening to other journalists who are more experienced than me and how they go about asking their questions, which in turn like helps me ask meaningful questions as well. And, you know, if I had to take one word away from these two experiences is that I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to be able to have these opportunities and to use them to my advantage. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been it's been it's been cool hearing you in the Liberty post game interviews and stuff. It's awesome. That's been but, um, insane. I still can't yeah. believe that I'm doing right. That. That's cool. <laughs> what has been your favorite part about working in sports media so far? Yeah, so my favorite part is that I get to talk sports with all my colleagues and friends. Like, And you probably saw my tweet about this the other day, but I grew up being either the only girl interested in sports or the yeah. only person for that matter. And now mm -hmm. I'm just surrounded by people who are so knowledgeable in sports and I just get to share that passion with them. And that's honestly my favorite part. That's awesome, yeah. It's crazy how like sports can bring people together, you know, yeah. like me i've met so many people just over the past couple months and it's been like fantastic just like you said it's like we haven't met but it's like we all share the same passion so it's like crazy i love it especially twitter but, um, and like our raptors group chat especially with the women oh like, yeah i've never seen that many like that women is, just yeah yeah like my city is full of no one who watches sports and like it's great to be a part of that <laughs> that is like the most women i've been around that yes. all watch the same sport <laughs> Exactly. It's actually crazy. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Um, so, Karina, um, what advice can you give to someone who wants to start a career in sports media or is thinking about pursuing that down the road? Yeah, so this is going to be kind of lengthy because I really love this question because it's so crazy. I've been doing this for no more than a year and I'm already being asked for advice, which is really funny. <laughs> 
But my advice is to always make sure that you're growing, both as a person and your skills wherever you are. If you're in an opportunity that you feel like you aren't really learning anything, then it's important to take a step back and like question yourself, like what are you really getting from this? And you know, you need to know when to move on from your current job or gig or whatever it is, and just to make sure that you're never stuck in one place. Like I can't tell you the number of different opportunities that I've had in the past year. And like this isn't bragging or anything, but I've had to let go of some and, and grow as I continue along in this industry. Like it's important to say no. It may feel like you need to take every opportunity that you get, but if, if that opportunity isn't helping you grow your skill set, then it might not be worth it. Um, and you know, my last piece of advice is more like for you two as well, like anyone in school, always try to stay on your toes, try to stay ahead of everyone in your program. Like I cannot tell you how many people in our program are doing nothing with their summer. Uh, meanwhile, there are others who are using this time to get ahead of the curve. So like, even if it's having a podcast like this one, good job, or <laughs> writing, writing articles on your own to practice, like whatever it is, getting your reps in is the most important thing in a competitive industry like this, because you can build your portfolio and you are going to be the person that they hire instead of the people who spend their summers, I don't know, making TikToks or whatever. Um, yes, that was shade. If, <laughs> if I looked back and I read one of my articles from a year ago, I think I would cringe so hard. And like this goes back to the growing thing like you have to find a balance between leisure and work but always always kind of stay ahead of the curve wow that's very insightful and beautifully I, beautifully spoken yes i agree with that part that you said completely about um other classmates just not doing anything like i haven't even started school yet and i feel like this is a good opportunity and a lot of people in the program are just sitting around wasting time on their phones this summer yeah, exactly. And that's why like, I really love that you guys are doing this with this podcast because this is so important. I remember the first podcast episode that I ever went on was literally last August. And since then, I've been on so many that without starting to do that before, I just I never would have had like been able to grow my skills like I have now. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's crazy. I've seen you everywhere. It's been crazy watching you grow, but yeah very happy for you and we're here for you but um here's a little this is a raptors show this is a raptors show so <laughs> we gotta have a raptors question where were you when we won the championship and how did you celebrate yeah so every important game of that ser of the series or like the championship run in general so like the buzzer beater winning the eastern conference finals and then the championship itself i was on the floor of my living room sitting in front of the tv and for every single one of those moments I broke down crying oh, yeah. because of how happy I was. Like the buzzer beater, I cried. Well, I screamed first and then I cried. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> in the Eastern Conference Finals, when the crowd started chanting Lowry's name, I broke down. Uh, we won the championship. I screamed and then I cried. <laughs> like, that's literally what I did. And then after, I just wore like Raptors t shirts like every single day of the week after that. Like, I was kind of obnoxious. Um, I didn't really go anywhere to celebrate, but I did watch the parade. And I happened to be in Europe when Kawhi left in free agency. Oh. So like time zones were weird, but um, yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> that's crazy. That parade day was always gonna was, just be like- Literally, that's like- Insane. Core memory right there. Like I just- Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> It's All so right. fitting that that happened before COVID too. Right. Like, we, had, like, like, the last, we had the last like, one season. Championship. Yeah. Thank, uh, thank oh, goodness God. for that. We would have had so much slander if we won it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still do. We still get a lot of slander. So. Can't believe it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this past season, and what do you think we should do this off season with the team? 
Yeah, this season was so weird. I almost forgot what it meant to be a losing team. Like, I had set such high standards yeah. for years with these guys, and then to be hit with so many things, like relocation, COVID, losing our key championship pieces, like, it was a lot to adjust to. I think that bringing in Cam Birch and Freddie Gillespie in the second part of the season was so necessary, because I think I would have just gone insane. Um, oh, yeah. Even if we didn't make the playoffs, it showed me that all we need are, like, missing pieces to fit in the puzzle to get to that level again. I think in the offseason, definitely look at who we're drafting and keep them because no team is giving us their star for a potential number seven pick. We're not getting a number two or a number one pick. Ooh, you don't, you don't think we're moving up? You don't think we're moving up? No, 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 I do not. I'm Let's with you. At, I, I, I think seven is, is a good number. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm grateful with whatever pick we get. Like, I'm, I'm not gunning for that number one or that number two. I think the Raptors have shown that they're uh, they're oh, I can't speak. <laughs> the Raptors have shown that they can develop their players. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with whatever pick we get. And, you know, you just got to look at some of those things you lost. Like, we lost Serge. We lost Mark. That hurt us a lot. And, you know, while Cam and Freddie don't fill those holes by any means, like, let Boucher rehab. Bring them all back. We're good to develop them. On the offensive side, what we're missing is someone who can go and get us a bucket. And that's what Kawhi was for us uh, during that championship year, you know, other than the, the defensive stuff that he brings. But as talented as the guys on our team are, I just I don't have enough trust that any one of them can be that consistent scorer, even if they take turns on nights, because when they're all shooting poorly, like we're in so much trouble. Oh, you're um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I am excited for the development of our rookies like Malachi and Jalen. Mm -hmm. And honestly, at this point, I just have trust in our front office that they're going to get the pieces that they need. Uh, Absolutely. Even if, it's, even if it's without Kyle Lowry, like, I'm sorry that I have to say that, but <laughs> even if it's without Lowry, I think we'll be okay. Just just get Masai that extension and we're good. Yeah, Absolutely. Do you think Masai's going to stay? I really hope so. Um, I think that if, like, MLSC, if they don't give Masai whatever he wants, it just tells me that we're mm -hmm. not serious about winning. Yeah. Like, that that's all it's going to tell me because he is, like, the best of the best. And... If he leaves, I'd assume it's beca to become like president of a country or something. Like it has to be something like <laughs> huge, you know, like I just don't see how we can let him get away so easily. I agree. Yeah. Getting away from basketball a little bit. Well, not really away from basketball, but um, who are some of your favorite athletes in general and why? What made you start to love them and support them? Yeah, so I kind of alluded to her before, but Simona Halep is my favorite athlete ever. Uh, she's a Romanian tennis player. She's a former number one. She's won two Grand Slams and loads of other tournaments. She's like the athlete I look up to the most. She's been through so much in her tennis career and the way that she's developed like a mental toughness and she's just represented my country. Like she's such an idol to me. And I think there's a special love for athletes from your own country. And like, yeah. I feel that for can Canadian athletes too, but Simona is just like extra special to me. <laughs> and I think that's why I also feel a connection with Sabrina Ionescu because even though she's from California, she's actually Romanian like me, like her parents are from there. And the fact that she's an amazing athlete is like a super bonus. And she's, insane. The, she's amazing. I love she's her. She's insane. Oh <laughs> my God. I will never, I'll later. never shut up about her. But uh, <laughs> the second she got drafted, I was like, yeah, this solidifies it. Like the Liberty are my team. And like even more, cause I love them because they had Kia Nurse at the time. But when they drafted her, like they just know how to draft lovable players. Like, wow. <laughs> Okay, so is there anyone in the sports world currently that you sort of look up to or aspire to be like? Or is there someone that you could sort of learn from that you like look for things to model your craft after? 
Yeah, for sure. So I have to mention her because she replied to my tweet yesterday, but oh, Mina Kimes, go. okay. <laughs> Mina Kimes is an icon. I have so much respect for her because not only because of her knowledge of sports, but also the way that she handles herself in a room full of men. She is usually the only woman there, unless she's on a show with like Sarah Spade or the other woman that's there on NFL Live. The way she carries herself and the way that she just works so hard, it just makes me want to model myself after her. And then, of course, I'll go local and I'll say Kate Burness. Let's go. I love Kate. <laughs> the patience that she has in that TSN Sports Center room. Oh my God, I need that level of patience. <laughs> she is a great host. She knows her stuff. Um, she's a great mix of entertaining and knowledgeable. Yeah. And I want to take as much as I can from these two women because they really are my role models. I always mention these two whenever I get asked this question. And I also want to mention someone who works behind the camera which is someone named Harbinder Singh. So I work with him at CBC, and he was actually one of my professors at school this year. Um, he's a director and he pretty much oversees all the creative flow of a show. And to go from learning from him, in, from him in class and to watching him work at CBC has like been so humbling. Like the guy has 20 jobs, I swear. Um, but it's important to mention that he's one of the few people of color in those rooms, which goes to show you how important diversity is. And so both of these women and, and this man, like in front of and behind the camera, these are the people that I aspire to be like. And there's honestly so much more, but I'd be here all day gushing about people. <laughs> we love hearing you talk about that. Honestly. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a loaded question. We know you're a huge fan of basketball and tennis. Um, where do you see yourself working permanently in the future? Like what type of job would you like to work in? What would you be doing? And would it be for one sport specifically or not? Yeah, so the word permanent is always such an interesting word to use in this industry <laughs> because I truly like I it, it there's very rare circumstances now where these jobs are permanent, like so right. to speak. And so even like, I'm in my first, like I just finished my first year of sport media. I'm just kind of still getting into it. I have certain interests like social media. Writing has been, writing has been something that I didn't think before that I'd want to go into, but as I, as I'm getting more and more opportunities to write articles and like do more reporting, I'm finding that I'm actually really, really loving it. So right now, like anything behind the camera, like producing is something that never gets talked about, but you can be a producer, be a host. There's so many options and and I, as a dream job, I would love to say like social media for the Raptors because the Raptors are my team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that could be a goal in the future. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. Kind of like what we want to do. Um, so we know you're a huge WNBA fan and I know lots of the ladies in Raptors Twitter have tried converting you to a Mercury fan, but you're sticking with the <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> Um, actually, so, I've been converting people to Liberty fans. I know that's that true. Too. That's true. I've that seen too. that. You kind of got me there. You kind of got me there. <laughs> My master but... plan to convert everyone to a Liberty fan by the end of the season. <laughs> so the, the Liberty have shown a lot of promise the start of the season, especially with Sabrina back. What are your thoughts on their 5-1 start to the season? They are so fun. I just, wow. They have so many shooters on their team. Like Benaja Laney, hello, please. Like, give her MVP. She won. She won Most Improved Player last year, um, and people are like, "Can she win it again?" And I'm like, "No, give her MVP. Like, we need her. She's been the top scorer for like all of these games so far, except for the one today, which I still haven't checked the score, and I don't want to because I'm scared." But I, I have, on that front, I do have an update on the score. Whenever you're done, what is it? Oh, let's what is it? It? Okay. Uh, it is ninety to eighty-seven. Atlanta dream win. No, no way. 
I'm sorry. Okay, I had to break that live. I had to break that live. Okay, I guess five okay. to start to the season. Still great. That's still a good record. That's still a good record. Yeah. It's good because here's the thing. The Liberty only had two wins last year, which is insane to think about. And like they've already been the most improved team so far. Yeah. They have Benajelani, like I mentioned. They have Sabrina Ionescu, who is leading with assists. Like Sabrina Ionescu's vision on the court it's, is amazing. She just finds you. And, and I've asked her about those like passes and she says she's still learning about balancing like what, when she needs to take the shot, when she needs to pass the ball. But, you know, maybe I, I hope I, I don't think I'm biased, but I think she's been doing a great job. No, I don't think <laughs> no, I agree. At all. I agree. She's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's game she's winners extra, already. She's extra, yeah, she's extra hard on herself. But, you know, I think she's been doing such a good job. And, you know, she, she said that she feels like a rookie since she like didn't really play that much last year because of her injury. And just to play this this well as like a sophomore slash rookie, I guess. Um, and then they have, of course, they have Sammy Whitcomb who won a championship with the Seattle Storm. So she's a vet and like her leadership has been so crucial for this team. It's like when things start to get, cause this is a relatively young team. So when things start to get like maybe a little sloppy, a little messy, you put Sammy in, you know, she gets everything under control. She's like, this is what we need to do. And it's just, everything flows so nicely. And then we have Michaela Anyanwedi, who I think she had like a breakout game today, even in the loss. And she's already up there for rookie of the year. I'm like, I'm pushing all of these narratives with all of my players <laughs> on the team. Um, just give Michaela rookie of the year already. Uh, she's been, she's been, I've been impressed with her because uh, Coach Hopkins has been putting her in like really difficult matchups. Like she's been starting every one of these games which is like a little bit unheard of for a rookie. Um, so I've really been really impressed with her. I think this team all around, they did lose Natasha Howard for four to six weeks because of an injury, a torn MCL, which is a little bit frustrating because Natasha Howard was a former defensive player of the year, but they've, they've shown they can win without her. Obviously not today, but um, <laughs> I, I'm very like, I'm very hopeful that they will make the playoffs this year. I think they should. Yeah, they're still they're close in the standings. They're all pretty close. The Sun are a little a few games ahead of them now. Dream caught up, but they're still right in the third seed. So I think they should make it still. Yeah, I, I really hope so because I will be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as a woman in this industry, you're constantly defying odds and proving people wrong. So what do you think about the representation of women in sport media? And how do you think society can work to combat any negative preconceptions towards women in this industry? Yeah, so I love this question. Um, it's we, we still have so much work to do. I, I do think I that we should be hopeful and that we're starting to see more representation. But at the same time, you look at things like that Raptors all women broadcast yep. that happened once One time. in March in in the in the women's month, too. So it, it seems like very, so very performative. performative. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so what I think what we need to do is put more of these women in those decision making roles. Yes. So like not only on screen because we've been doing a pretty good job of putting women on screen but we also need them behind the camera we need them in those high like decision making jobs because that's the only way we're ever going to start making change if yeah. you still have like that same uh like blueprint of you know middle-aged white man yes. in all of these roles it's agree. it's not gonna it's nothing's gonna change um and that there are plenty of middle-aged white men who are great at their jobs i'm not saying that but I'm just saying that 
diversity works because you need those different perspectives and you need people who are willing to cover more than just the three leagues. Like I, I wrote an entire, you can yes. check it out at Unbench. I wrote an entire essay on this. They, they have a certain blueprint of who is covering these games and they're not willing to go past it. So the only reason, why are we getting more WNBA games? Because we have people pushing, pushing that and we have people starting to cover it. But without that pressure, like nothing's going to change. And so I'm, I'm very hopeful with this generation that's coming up now because it's going to be on us to start making these changes. It's up to the, mm -hmm. to the young people yeah. now. So I'm, I'm very hopeful. We still have a lot of work to do. Um, but yeah, I am hopeful. Yeah, you, I completely agree. That's amazing. You've already influenced a ton of people. Like I've seen just on Raptors Twitter, I've seen people say that they thank you for getting them into the WNBA and giving it a chance because a lot of people just write it off completely. So it's I love I love getting those messages. Like yeah. it makes me like almost cry because they're so it's so nice. Yeah, I've I've tuned into a couple because of Karina. They're on Twitter and they're on ESPN <laughs> here in America. It's it's getting easier to watch and there's no excuse anymore. You got to tune in. Yeah, buy League yeah, Pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, get League Pass. It's only $17. Yes, it's such it's... a steal. Exactly. Awesome. So, Karina, we just want to thank you again for coming on. It's been amazing hearing everything you had to say. Like I said, you're our inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> and you're really changing the sports world from the ground up. And we appreciate everything you do yeah. for the industry, the community, everything. So... Thank you again thank for coming you. on. Thank you so of much. course, yeah. We look up to you and we know you influence so many people and you're just great at your job and we just wanted to say thank you. For Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to cry right now. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are so awesome. nice. And I and I, I'm ex I love this podcast and I'm so excited to see what both of you guys oh, do in the future. Thank you so much. Sweet. Thank you so much for that. But um as for our viewers, thank you guys again for listening and watching. Make sure to check us all out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Raptor Nation Pod. And subscribe to our YouTube channel right here, Raptor Nation Podcast. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Raptor Nation Podcast. Don't forget to follow on all social media at Raptor Nation Pod.